welcome to the All Things Overlanding podcast. My name is Fletch, and I'll be your host. Are you ready for some great overlanding content? Then let's get into it. Howdy, Fletch from All Things Overlanding here. On today's episode of the podcast slash vlog, um, I had a pretty interesting, fun conversation with a buddy of mine today. I'm actually in Hoosier National Forest, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, camping. Been here for a couple days with my eight-year-old. It's been a lot of fun. But um, another friend of mine, the actually the gentleman, Cody, who went with me to Georgia to get my rooftop tent, Rugged Bound, that's on top of the truck, um, he stopped by today. He was bored, and he had a little bit of time, so he drove by in his new uh, Lexus uh, GX450. And, and by new, I mean new to him, right? It's obviously an older SUV, but it was super rad and really cool and just kind of neat to see that sort of history, right? And that older Lexus uh, roll in, just running. I think he has like 280-some thousand miles on it, and it just runs like a top, right? But so that kind of conversation gave me the idea for today's podcast slash vlog, which is vehicle selection, right? So, and this is all hypothetical, right? Nothing's wrong with the Xterra. The Xterra is doing fine. I still love the Xterra. But I'm a car guy, and I do switch cars a lot. Like, the Xterra is literally the longest that I've ever owned a vehicle, and I've had it for about four and a half years. So if that tells you anything, right? Like, there are constant changes happening to my setup. There are constant changes happening to my vehicle. And even as I sit here, I look at the Xterra, and I'm like, man, this thing is so cool, and I love this thing. If it grenaded tomorrow, if the engine went in that thing tomorrow, I, I'm torn, right? Like that's And that's what I want to talk about today. Like, would I get another Xterra? Would I get a Lexus? Would I get a Toyota? Would I get a jeep what would i get next right and why and i kind of want to talk through that stuff mostly verbally so that i can kind of get my thoughts out there and kind of the the ways that i'm thinking about the next vehicle and also to get feedback from you guys right so a lot of you guys have have hung out for a long time now you guys obviously have different affiliations different brands that you like so i'd love to get feedback from you guys i'd love to hear from you guys in the comments i'd love to get messages from you guys you know with your thoughts weighing in on what you think would be a good next option if something were to happen to the xterra um, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we dive into that, of course, as always, wanted to touch on my featured partners. Uh, as I mentioned, the new rooftop tent, which I'll show you here, from Rugged Bound Supply Company. I'm loving it. I've probably spent almost a week in it now at this point. I've only had it for about two or three months. Um, so I try and get out as much as I can. Um, but it is just so great. And I, and I still love the Raptor tent. I've gotten some questions about that. The Raptor series tent that I had before was great. I, for the price, it was a great tent. Um, I just had the opportunity to pick this thing up. It's a hard shell. It's so much quicker to close up, so much quicker to open. And it's just more of a long-term play for me. So it's you know made of super heavy aluminum. Uh, the canvas material is replaceable. So from a long-term perspective, this thing should last me pretty much for the rest of my life, as far as I'm concerned, or at least for 10 years or so. Um, so Rugged Mountain Supply Company, awesome. Links in the description below, or shoot me a message and I can int introduce you to the owner of the company and he can answer any questions you might have if you're looking for a high-quality rooftop tent or roof rack or awning. Um, and they even have other stuff now, drawer slides and all kinds of stuff. So check them out. Um, Overland Addict. Of course, I talk about them all the time. Chad takes great care of customers. I've heard of a lot of people heading his way um, after watching some of my videos, and they've all been, you know, super grateful and super appreciative and, and just wowed by his customer service. So thanks to Chad for that, for taking great care of people, but that's kind of why I work with him, right? Because he's just a great guy that is going to go above and beyond versus your big box retailers. He knows overlanding, you know, as well as the rest of us because he's an overlander. So it's just great to have somebody that takes care of customers and knows overlanding. So definitely check him out as well. Last U.S. Bags, uh, 
amazing, amazing company. Again, all my gear, all my bags, my trash bag, my stuff that I carry, my, my cook stuff in, my tool rolls, everything is from Last US Bags. I've worked with them for a really long time. Always been super impressed with their quality of the materials that they use, the quality of the designs. Again, similar to Chad, right? They are overlanders making stuff for overlanders, so that's great. Um, and then last but not least, Northology Adventures. Uh, if you are in the Wisconsin or northern Michigan area and you are looking for someone to take you on an overlanding adventure, definitely click through that link below and check them out. They do some awesome, awesome events. And they also have a free overlanding slash outdoors magazine, which is just amazing. So totally free, digital. Check it out. Subscribe so that you can get your copy of it today. But so as I mentioned, on today's episode, just wanted to kind of talk through my thoughts about, you know, what the next steps may be if something were to happen to the Xterra. Um, you know, for those of you that aren't familiar, I have an 05 Nissan Xterra SE, so kind of top trim, if you will. But what that means is there was a uh, an off-road trim that was one step below the SE back in the day, but it had an e-locker, which actually I'd be more interested in than some of the sort of nice power features and stuff that came on the SE. Um, but despite that, even with it being an SE, it's been super capable. I basically put a two and a half inch lift on it. I started with a spacer lift and a longer shackle. Um, that got me two and a half inches. I was still on all stock components otherwise. So I, it didn't ride that great, honestly. The Rough Country uh, two and a half inch lift is what I used. And it was fine though. I mean, it got me the, the clearance that I needed to put 33s on the truck. And with 33s and the lift uh, and some more aggressive tires, I started with Kenda Cleaver ATs. Um, I was able to go a ton of places. I went to the Trans Wisconsin Adventure Trail. I went to West Virginia and we hit up the Monongahela uh, National Forest, which was awesome. Hit a bunch of really pretty cool trails and some challenging stuff. Nothing super crazy, but some pretty challenging rocky stuff and hill climbs and things like that. And it did great for, for no lockers. It actually did really well. Um, you know, the Xterra is a, you know, a body on frame construction, which is kind of hard to find nowadays. They stopped making the Xterra in 2015. Uh, which is a factor in my decision of what I'm going to do next, right? Like the newest Xterra that I could get if I were to upgrade to a newer Xterra than my 05 would be a 2015, which is still only six years old versus, you know, what, 16 years old that it is right now. Um, so, you know, that is definitely a consideration. But at the same time, I also like changing things up. I like trying new stuff, right? So sometimes it's just, it's just, it's constantly going through my head. I see other people picking up vehicles. I see people getting Gladiators. I see people getting JL Rubicons. I see people getting Toyota Tacomas and Forerunners, right? I see all these things. I, I've, I've gotten pretty interested in uh, the uh, Lexus GXs, the GX 460 and 470. Um, so I've been looking at those quite a bit. I've joined a couple of groups about those. You know, they're independent suspension all around, right? So with the Xterra, you've got a solid rear axle. You've got independent front suspension. So it's kind of a mix. It's still got some flexibility. You know, I think in a lot of people's opinions, you know, solid axles are the best, right? There's uh, Shadow Wolf makes solid axle swaps for Xterras and Frontiers, um, where you can put solid axles under it, just like a Jeep, right? That's why Jeeps have always kind of been so capable is because typically most of them have solid axles, right? The JKs and JLs. Um, and we all see that. We all recognize that, right? But then, in my opinion, and this is my opinion, you know, the Japanese trucks are just more reliable, right? Like, again, mine is 16 years old, and it has over 140,000 miles on it. And I've done a radiator, um, some hubs on the front, and I sank it in some water for about 15, 20 minutes, and I had to have four-wheel parts clean out the, the rear axle and... and do some some cleanup in there and replace the axle seals and that sort of stuff but other than that it's just been a bulletproof truck it starts up every time it runs great 
And because it's a Nissan, you don't pay that Toyota tax, right? So to just give you guys all clarity on this thing, I bought it four and a half years ago for $7,000. It's an 05 with 94,000 miles. Like, I mean, it's just crazy what a deal this thing has been. So even with all the modifications that I've made to it and I've constantly iterated on it, I'm maybe 12 grand total into the truck. So if I scrape it on some trees, if I bash into a tree, if I back into something, like, I, I don't worry about it. And that's a nice, sort of a nice thing to have, right? Like, if I had a $60,000 brand new Tacoma with a bunch of, you know, and I'm, I'm, I know that Tacomas don't cost $60,000, but I'm including the mods, right? If I got to where I am with this truck with a Tacoma, and especially if I paid someone to do all those modifications instead of doing them myself, you could be at sixty grand. And then if you're scraping down the side of a tree or backing into something or, you know, something bad happens, like it, it just doesn't feel the same as a $10,000, $12,000 truck, right? So that's kind of where I am now. That's kind of where my mind is, is I have this $7,000 truck, $12,000 truck with my modifications, if you will. It's at 140,000 miles, you know, it's just, I'm feeling like I'm getting towards that point. And again, this is four and a half years is about the longest I've owned a vehicle, so it feels like a long time to me, right? Like there's nothing wrong with it. It could go another five, eight years, you know, it could. It could totally hit 200, 250,000 miles. There are tons of Xterras and Frontiers out there. Same motor, same trans, running 250, 300,000 miles. So with some maintenance, with a little bit of expenditure to just kind of keep the thing up, there's no reason that the thing couldn't run for another five to eight years, in my opinion. Um, so... But at the same time, right, I still, I sit here and I look and I'm like, man, I figured this thing out. I feel really good about my setup between the drawer system, between my rooftop tent, my awning, kind of the interior setup of the truck. I feel like I've kind of got it all figured out. And now I'm starting to enjoy that. And that does feel good. So there is a piece of that that, that feels really nice as a quote unquote overlander and sort of do it yourself guy to where I'm like, it's really nice to be able to just enjoy the truck, right? Like I go out and I set up and I know where everything is. And everything works really well and I don't really have a lot of problems or like conflicting issues with like my, you know, my awning doesn't work on my rooftop tent or my, my drawers are in the way of something else, right? Like I've kind of got it all figured out. I've, I've, I've pieced out my gear to where I feel really good about my setup and now I can just enjoy it. So again, I, I'm not by any means saying I'm, I'm tanking this whole thing. I'm going to sell the truck tomorrow. I'm going to buy a Lexus or any, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, you know, I, I'm always kind of thinking I am a car guy. So like I'm constantly looking, right? Um, so what I want to do is I want to kind of break it down into kind of my trains of thought. I'm going to break it into two separate trains of thought and I'm going to explain what those are. And then again, I would, I would love to have your guys' opinions in the comments down below. Like, let me know what you think of either, or let me know if there's another one that I'm not thinking of, right? Because this is just going through my head and it may be years away, but tomorrow the engine could explode. I, I could start up the truck tomorrow and it could not start right? Like that could happen. So I'd rather be prepared and I just enjoy it, right? It's just like thinking about your gear. It's just like thinking about trips. Like it's kind of fun to, you know, think about what vehicle might be next or think about what you might want to modify or what you might want to build from scratch next, right? So, um, so let me kind of tell you what the two ways are and then I'll go through each and then I'll kind of wrap this thing up. And then again, I'd love to hear from you guys in the comments as far as what your thoughts are. So the two kind of ways that I am thinking about with my next vehicle, whenever that may be, whether it's six months from now or six years from now, right? Is there is the sort of the approach that I've already taken, which is budget minded, but still probably a Japanese truck, reliable, but very inexpensive so that it kind of makes financial sense, right? As I'm bashing around on the trails or camping, it's, it's reliable enough, but it's, it's fun and it's different and it's unique, but it's not brand new. 
And then the second way is, you know, I have all this capability. I have this, you know, body on frame SUV. I keep thinking I need like a trucky, like body on frame type construction. I need armor. I need bumpers, winches. I need all this stuff to be able to do it. But then in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I mean, how often have I really used that stuff, right? Like I've been doing this for like four years now and I do enjoy the more challenging trails and I try to hit them up as much as possible. But I mean, honestly, again, I'm a normal dude. I have a job, a nine to five. I go as much as I possibly can, but just like this, 90% of my trips are me driving two hours away on a highway to get to something like a Hoosier National Forest, which is primarily like gravel fire roads or, you know, backcountry roads, that kind of stuff. And there's just, there's nothing really challenging. I'm not climbing over rocks. I'm not doing, you know, four foot deep water crossings. It's just in the Midwest, that's not the kind of overlanding I do. Now, if 10 years from now, the wife, you know, the kids grow up and they go to college and the wife and I decide, hey, we're going to move to Colorado. You know what? It's time for a trucky truck. It's time for something super capable with solid axles and all that stuff. But again, realistically, for what I do from an overlanding standpoint and where I live, does it make sense for me to have a truck that gets 14 miles per gallon, but has all this capability that I never use, right? I mean, honestly. So that's where I'm kind of thinking something newer that's, you know, again, lower miles, going to cost more money, right? But also going to be more reliable, going to make that, that highway trip more enjoyable, more comfortable, get better gas mileage, that kind of thing. Um, but be something that could also be like a daily driver type truck, also be like a winter type truck, also be, you know, a little less capable maybe, but better gas mileage, more reliable, more creature comforts. So those are kind of the two approaches that I'm thinking of. So let's start with old truck, used truck, which has been my sort of bread and butter. That's kind of been where I've always gone, right? And I like this approach. I like it for a number of reasons. I like it because I do have another car, right? And my wife has a leased vehicle generally. So she has something newer, really new, that's bigger, that is for carrying kids, carrying neighbors, that sort of stuff. My car is is capable. So I have a, a four-door Infiniti Q50, Nissan, right? That's You got to have Nissan. Um, but I couldn't put the whole family in it if I need to. But it's also kind of lowered and it's got nice wheels on it and it's got some modifications and it's it's quick and fun and it's like a nice daily driver when I want to do something that's not a big, you know, rolly lifted SUV, right? Um, so I have that. And so then it kind of, to me, it made sense to have two less expensive cars and, and have the best of both worlds. But I own that car now outright too. I own the Xterra outright. So I don't have any car payments. I haven't for like a year and a half had a car payment. So now again, the gears start turning and I start thinking, do I, should I get something better, newer, bigger, better? You know, what should I get? But so staying with that sort of like lower price theme, there are so many options, right? So I, again, I've been thinking about like GX 470s. They're awesome. But you know what? They, the prices have jumped with the economy the way it is right now. The prices on those things are sky high. You can almost get a, like a 2010 through 2012 uh, 460 for about the same price as a 470 now. So I've been eyeing the 460s too. Now, again, they are independent suspension all around. But from what I've seen, they're super capable. There are a ton of guys doing crazy stuff in them. They look amazing when they're modified. So I like that. That Lexus reliability, I mean, I am a Nissan guy. Do not get me wrong. The Nissans, I think, are really, really capable and really, really well-built and really reliable. But they are a degree under a Toyota. It's just, I mean, post up in the comments below if you think I'm wrong. But I think they're better. But I also don't think that I would pay. Like, so if I could get a 2012 Pro 4X Xterra for 
$16,000, let's say. And I, I don't know if that's accurate or not. I haven't looked at them that much, but let's say it's close. It probably 2010 through 2012 with reasonable amount of miles, right? Like 100, 250,000 miles. Um, Pro 4X, I bet you could get those for like twelve dollars to $16,000, depending on miles and condition, right? Um, I would not pay $18,000 for a 2006 460 with 180,000 miles. No, I wouldn't do it. You know, and and again, I don't think they're quite at that level, but the 470s are, I mean, the ones that I've looked at have been like 05, 06, 07 with 140 to 200-ish thousand miles on them. And they've been anywhere from, you know, 13 to 16, 17K. And like, again, I think they are a great truck and I think they're really reliable. But I think I'd rather have the much newer Nissan because component wear is a, is a part of age and is a part of reliability. I'd rather have the newer Xterra, I think, in that situation, right? But so there are a ton of things. So GXs are an option. GX 470s, a little bit pricey. 460s, a little bit pricey. They're more on that, like, you know, fifteen dollars to $20,000 range. I've thought about Armadas and QX56s. Again, independent suspension all around, but they're a big, heavy truck, right? Big, 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 heavy truck. Not a lot of modifications or anything. But if you think about it, like all these people that are Titan swapping Xterras are basically taking the underpinnings from that big full-size truck and putting it under an Xterra. Now, thinking about that wheelbase and stuff again, again, I was talking to my buddy Cody today. He has a new, a new to him Lexus LX450. That thing has a 112 inch wheelbase. The Xterra is 106. And that's not a huge deal, but a half a foot difference in wheelbase. And that to me does make a big difference because I can climb up over stuff. I don't have to worry about smashing my undersides into stuff as much because I'm shorter, right? The overall length of the truck is like 20 inches shorter than an LX4, LX450. So like, you know, departure angles and approach angles and wheelbase, all those things matter, but only if you are really like rock climbing. Again, like if you're out west and you are tackling Moab and, and like crazy, crazy like rock climbing or even like the Ozarks where, again, you've got you need tons of ground clearance to do water crossings. They've got some pretty rad, gnarly trails, right? Like that's where that stuff comes in. But so, again, where I am, in most cases, you're talking to go to West Virginia, 10 to 12 hour drive. To go to Missouri, the Ozarks, 10 to 12 hour drive. To go to, um, you know, the Kentucky Adventure Trail, six to eight hour drive. So for me, the majority of my trip is highway. And then when I get there, a lot of it's gravel roads, back roads, with some water crossing, so you still need some clearance. But like, it's just not a lot of like rock climbing. It's not a lot of stuff that requires super capable stuff, right? So that's why I'm torn. Um, but so let's just kind of, I'm going to list out the things that I think fall into that cheap category and then we'll wrap that piece up and then I'll go to the more expensive category and talk about kind of my thoughts there because this is going to be interesting for you guys, I think. And this is where I want your feedback. Um, so cheap options, um, semi cheap options, right? So let's say less than 20 K like that's, that's a, not a cheap option. I get it. But like, I don't have any car payments. I haven't for a long time. If I'm going to get something else uh, now that, you know, overlanding, I've been doing it for quite a while. It feels to me that even if I'm going to buy a cheaper option, I'm going to get something newer, right? Like I want to get newer components. I want to get less mileage. That's what I want to do. Um, so cheap options, newer Xterra, 2010 through 2015 Xterra, somewhere in the ballpark of eight to $15,000. Okay. That's, I think that would be a really good option. The nice thing about that, the pros of that, everything swaps over. 
right? My drawer system will still fit in the Utilitrack system. Um, my rooftop tent and my do-it-yourself Unistrut can just swap over my, which takes my, my tent, my awning, my WeBoost, my GMRS, all that stuff just swaps over. Wheels and tires swap over. Um, pretty much everything that I've done would just swap over. The downside to that, of course, is I've had an Xterra for four and a half years, right? So while I love the Xterras, do I want to try something different? Like, I love that my setup is complete. I love the fact that I've built it to this point, and I really love where it's at. It's a lot of fun. It makes camping and overlanding super fun. But I also kind of want to challenge again, right? I also kind of want to do something different. Um, other cheap options. GXs, as I mentioned. GX460, GX470, somewhere in that ballpark to up to about 15, 16 grand. Maybe a little bit more if you're talking about newer 460s. Um, but again, despite the independent suspension, I just think they're great looking trucks. They still have a relatively short wheelbase, so I feel pretty good about those. Um, other options, I've thought about the Pathfinders, Nissan Pathfinders, 2010 through 2012. I have not really seen any with the V8. There were a couple that had, for like two years, I think they had a V8 in those things. If I could find one of those, man, that would be really cool. That would be a lot of fun. It would just be a new platform, something to explore. But the R51 Pathfinder, to me, is a really interesting proposition because it gets me a little bit more room in the back, which is nice because I have had to delete the 40% part of my rear seat to facilitate my drawer system. Um, so with the Pathfinder, you know, I could pull out the rear seats and still have a full five seats in the truck. And it's very similar, right? So like, I just feel like I would know the truck. I'd be able to work with the truck a lot better. And independent suspension to me, again, doesn't really matter where I'm at because I'm not doing anything crazy. So, and I've looked at lifts and stuff. All Dogs Off-Road has some for that. There, there are definitely options for that. So a 2010 through 2012 Pathfinder is definitely an option as well. Frontiers are also an option. The only problem is Frontiers have like a Frontier tax, what I call it. They're just more than a comparable Xterra. If you took a 2012 Frontier and a 2012 Xterra, the Frontier is going to be three to five grand more. Just anywhere you go, guaranteed. They're just, they're more. I don't know why, because it's a truck. I, I don't know, but they are just more money. So, and you also lose the enclosed back. So then all of a sudden my my fridge my all my gear is getting wet dirty whatever you have to spend more money on a you know like a cap or something like that it has to be strong enough to support a rooftop tent there's a lot of things that go into that so but those are kind of the cheaper options maybe you could throw in there like a used nissan armada used uh infinity qx56 but to get in that under 20 grand price range, I mean, you're talking 120 to 150, 200,000 miles on those things. And I, I just don't know how I feel about the VK56. I think they're pretty bulletproof motors. But I, if I'm going to upgrade, if I'm going to spend more money, if I'm going to spend, you know, two, two and a half times what I spent on this Xterra that still runs great, why would I buy a truck with more miles on it, right? Um, so those are the cheap options. So now we're getting a little long in this episode, so I'm going to jump over to the newer options. So here's kind of my thinking with the newer options. Um... With the newer options, you know, you could buy, if I could get a really new Armada or QX56 or QX80, the newer body style ones, um, in like the 20 to 25 grand ballpark with like 60 to 100,000, 60 to 80,000 miles, honestly, like I wouldn't want to pay 20, 25 grand for a truck with 120, 130,000 miles on it. Um, but something like that may be a possibility, but it gets you a lot newer, a lot more creature comforts, a lot more, you know, reliability, just because the, the components are newer and the miles are less, right? That is an option, but it's, it's not really one I'm seriously considering because it's so much more and you're still talking about a lot of miles. Honestly, the thing that has been like, you know, sort of making me think a lot recently is I love the 2022 Pathfinder. I love it. The CVT is gone. 
yes, it's independent suspension all around, just like the other Pathfinders, like the GX is just like, you know, a lot of these trucks. It's, it's, it's just how they are now, right? Um, but you get a true nine-speed transmission. You get that three and a half liter V6, which is just, it's been around forever. It's a great motor. It's putting out more power than ever in the new truck. It's just a really interesting idea for me. It's a beautiful truck. I think it's the first time that I've looked at a Pathfinder since like the old ones that look like the Xterra, which obviously I'm biased towards, um, that I've been like, wow, that's a really good looking truck. Also, no one's doing anything with them yet, right? They haven't even come out yet. So obviously no one's doing anything. So like from a content standpoint for the channel, like I would love to be one of the first ones to kind of get into a Pathfinder and start modifying that thing and kind of helping people that are thinking of doing the same thing, right? Um, but so that is kind of where my mind is going. Now they are very expensive, right? They're brand new trucks. So what I'm kind of thinking is if the Xterra could last a couple more years, either way, whether I go the cheaper route or go the more expensive route, you know, I could then, let's say that two years from now, the Xterra has 160, 170,000 miles on it and it blows up. I could then buy a 2015 Xterra with 80,000 miles on it for 15 grand or something. I could buy a GX 460, 2012 GX 460 for, you know, with a reasonable 100, 120,000 miles on it for 16, 17 grand, right? Or... For maybe at that point, the 2022s, let's say in 2023 or 2024, there are used 2022s, right? Maybe I could buy a used decent trim one of those for like 25 to 30, you know? Now, are they going to be as capable as the Xterra? No. Are they going to be as capable as a 4Runner Tacoma, FJ Cruiser, Jeep uh, Wrangler? No. But again, being realistic about this, right? Thinking about the fact that I have to drive five to 10 hours to get to anywhere even close to challenging. And that I maybe do that once or twice a year, right? Maybe. Um, that starts to seem a lot more appealing, right? To get a newer truck. Let's say I buy a, a two-year-old 2022 Pathfinder with 40,000 miles on it for 28 grand. Let's just say, I'm just guessing, right? It's going to depend a lot on the trim and everything. I think they start at like 35 and then the higher trims are like in the mid forties. So let's say I found a, a mid trim one, with the four-wheel drive, all-wheel drive system in it, um, with, you know, 40,000 miles on it for, like, mid to high 20s. That's still going to be significantly cheaper than any comparable Lexus, Toyota. I mean, honestly, you're not going to get anything close to that. You're not going to get a 2022 Lexus or Toyota for, you know, 30% off. But a Nissan, you will, right? So that's kind of where I'm at is where I'm like, do I, or do I buy, like, a, a you know, a 2007 GX470, for by then in a couple of years, you know, for like 10 grand, nine grand, maybe with 150,000 miles on it, which in Toyota talk is like 80,000 miles on a Nissan, right? Um, so that's my mind is just spinning around all of it, right? So again, I haven't made any decisions. Again, there's nothing wrong with the truck. It's sitting right over here. I keep looking at it this whole time I've been talking. I'm looking at it and I love the thing. It looks so aggressive and it's just a, been a great truck. And I, I'm so thankful to Nissan for building these things. And yes, I'm a fanboy. I get it, but I do love them. I, and I think it's so cool that it's not a JK like everyone else has, not a Gladiator like everyone else has, you know, not a Forerunner Tacoma, and no offense to any of you guys that have those, they are all fantastic vehicles, right? I just, I like to be different. So, um, that being said though, I'd love to hear from you guys, right? Like what is, what are your thoughts on this? Like, what is your feedback? What would you do if you were in my situation and let's say two years from now, you had $30,000 and you could either save half of it and buy a modded truck, buy a, maybe buy a VK56 Titan swapped Xterra for 12 grand then, you know, like 
you could probably get a 2010 VK swapped and Titan swapped Xterra in two years from now with 120,000 miles on it for, you know, 12 to 15 grand. Easy, easy. By then, easy. So what would you do? Would you buy the cheaper truck and save the money and spend it on mods and camping and gas and stuff and go more places? Or would you be like, you know what? I would rather have you know, wireless car play and a nine speed true transmission and 30 or 40,000 miles on the truck and the, you know, rugged new good looks of the Pathfinder? Or would you rather have the old school, you know, old school, five to six years old, right? Uh, truck. So again, those are kind of my thoughts. These are what's rattling through my brain as I, as I just sit here and I think about what's coming next, you know? And so again, I wanted to share that with you guys. I wanted to hear your opinions. Um, you know, to kind of wrap this thing up, if you're not subscribed already, make sure to click that subscribe button. Click the bell on YouTube to be notified when new videos drop. I do a couple a week. Um, so if you're into Xterras, if you're into Nissans, if you're into GXs, whatever, like who knows what's next, right? Um, click that subscribe button. Come hang out. Also, there are links to Facebook, Instagram, podcasts. So if you're not listening on the podcast already, I do do a podcast every week um, about overlanding. This exact thing right here is going up on podcast channels. Um, so definitely check those out as well. And uh, there's also links to the store for merch and stuff like that. So if you're interested and patches, stickers, anything like that, check that out as well. Um, so, but again, post up, let me know what you guys think. I'd love to hear from you. And uh, until next time, have a good one and we'll talk soon.